Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. The Bible, the infallible Word of God, contains the entirety of the divine revelation. This one book reveals everything that God has for man. Nothing should be added or deleted. Yet within the Bible, from the first page of Genesis to the last page of Revelation, the divine speaking progresses especially the books of Moses, or Pentateuch as they are called, present us with all of the great truths of the revelations of the Bible, but in seed form. Just as a mighty oak is contained in the tiny seed, all it needs is proper growth and development to be fully manifested. It's against this backdrop that we begin today the life study of the fourth book of Moses, the book of Numbers. And Dick Taylor is with us again as we begin a tremendous life study that will show us God's people formed together as a fighting army to fight for his kingdom and for his house. Welcome back, Dick. Thank you very much, Chris. Good to be here for this fourth book of Moses and to see the development of this fighting army for God's kingdom and God's house. Dick, let's take a moment. I think uh, we had a similar early message as we began uh, Leviticus, perhaps even in Exodus, in these earlier life studies. But this principle of the seeds of the truths of the Bible, the seeds of the real high points of revelation being sown in these early books, that's a principle that not all readers of the Bible, believers in Christ, are familiar with. Spend a couple of minutes uh, sort of bringing our listeners into that understanding. Well, Chris, as you already mentioned, book by book, the revelation progresses. For example, in the beginning, you see God himself all alone. Right. And then you see his creating. And ultimately, the height of his creation is man himself, who's intended to be absolutely one with God, filled with God, and to carry out God's purpose for God's expression. Then you see a sad thing. You see the fall of man. Mm -hmm. And then you see some recovery. When you get to the end of the Bible, you have this bright city, this marvelous entity called the New Jerusalem. You see the consummation of all the seeds of the truth completely harvested and manifested in one unique entity, that's the New Jerusalem. And there, God has his purpose completely consummated, where he is completely mingled and united with his people, built it up together so that they 
together are the new Jerusalem. So the Bible begins with just God, continues with creation, particularly the creation of man. Man goes through many things, but God goes through stages of recovery. But the ultimate goal is the new Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. which is the full mingling and uniting of God and man for God's testimony in this universe for eternity. I was sitting in my office late on a Saturday, and all the phone rang repeatedly, and I uh, was about to go to the answering voicemail system, and I just had the sense I need to answer this call, and it was a, a dear listener up in Northern California who had found the program she told me that in all the years she'd been a Christian reading the Bible, she'd never been able to read all the way through the book of Leviticus. It just had no meaning to her. And she said, now I find myself just full of anticipation, waiting for the program each day because Leviticus has become my favorite book. And then she said this, she said, I am seeing Christ on every page of this book Amen. because of listening to your program. Amen. We hope, we trust, we pray that they'll have a similar experience with this book of Numbers. Once again, we're going to see Christ conveyed in uh, many, many fresh ways and in much more vivid ways often than the books of the New Testament reveal him. You concur with that, Dick? I surely do. Amen. Okay, let's get to the life study of Numbers, Witness Lee's first portion. Let me read a couple of the first verses. In chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Then Jehovah spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tent of meeting, on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Take the sum of all the assembly of the children of Israel, by their families, by their fathers' households, according to the number of names, every male, head by head, from twenty years old and upward, all who are able to go forth for military service in Israel. You and Aaron shall number them by their companies, and with you there shall be a man from every tribe, each man the head of his father's household. Amen. So, Dick, the numbering has all together to do with the producing of an army. Amen. Here's Witness Lee. We are on the fourth book of Moses, the so-called Pentateuch. In these five books of Moses, all the seeds of the truth are sown. So, we have to believe in all these five books, you can see every main point of the divine revelation. Yet, the divine revelation was not given once for all. It was given to us progressively. In this progressive divine revelation, there is all the time the advancement of the divine revelation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then we go to the end of the Bible. Of the 66 books, we could see what? A glorious, bright new city. In the beginning, what we have was God himself. Just God himself, with nothing else. Then God came in to create. Then plus to God, there was the creation. Of course, plus to the creation, there was something not so good. The fall of man. Then plus the fall of man, there was the redemption of God. Until we reach the end of the Bible, we see a new city there. And that city is a city build it up with the divine trinity, mingled with his redeemed people. By this you could see 
how the divine revelation goes on progressively, book after book. I like to give you the general sketch. Now, the general sketch in this book of Numbers is the redeemed, that means God redeemed and sanctified Israelites were formed into a holy army of God, which was to proceed by following God's leading and was to fight for him. Don't forget, whatever is in the Pentateuch written by Moses in his five books is a type. The entire people of Israel was a type of the church. How they were formed into army and the church should be in the same way. The church, the entire church, should be formed into an army. Satan knows there is an army formed with all the faithful ones journeying and fighting all the time that God may have a kingdom with a house. Dick, I always love the opening messages when he begins a new book in the Life Study series because beyond just giving us a historical setting, which is, I think, common to nearly all Bible studies, they somewhat cover the history at the beginning of the book, he gives us the setting within the divine revelation. That's really a step beyond. And, of course, here we see that the children of Israel, God's people, being formed into an army as a type of the church to fight for God's kingdom and for his house. This is the real context of this book of Numbers, isn't it? It really is, Chris. This leads us to say that the entire Bible says just one thing. In fact, the same thing. And here we see in Numbers, God's people are being formed into an army to fight for God's interests. They're not for themselves, but they're for God's interest. And what is that? That's to establish his kingdom on this earth and to build up his house on this earth for his testimony and his expression. Right. And we, as believers, as the church, this is our purpose. This is the reason we're on this earth, is to journey on, experiencing, enjoying Christ, and fighting for Christ's interests. We not only love him, but we love his heart's desire. And that is to establish his kingdom and to build up his house, build up the body of Christ in a real way so that he's expressed, he's testified, and Satan is defeated. Amen. I believe, Chris, even with this broadcast, Satan is trembling because this broadcast brings us to a truth that is very critical. God's people need to be formed into an army for the establishing of God's kingdom. We're not here just to be Christians in a general way. We are here to be constituted with Christ as the winner and the victor and the fighting one, that his kingdom could be established, and as the one who would fill us with himself, that his house would be builded up. We would be builded together into a testimony of oneness in Christ. This is God's testimony, and here we have God's kingdom. May the Lord make us such an army.
Mm. You know, Dick, as we concluded the life study of Colossians, I recall the final program. Bob Danker was here, and it uh, was on the verse in chapter 4, verse 2, about persevere in prayer. Mm, And the context there was the fighting army, really. It was God's people, the call to God's people to rise up and to fight with him in this way of praying together with him in his heavenly minister. And it's really fitting that we would begin numbers right on the heels of such an inspiring word. Amen. It surely is. Okay, Dick, the picture just ahead is really marvelous because we're going to see from numbers that God's people need to be occupied with and focused on one thing, and that is Christ. And this will be developed continually as we go through this book of Numbers. But let me just say for those that weren't with us during the life study of Exodus and Leviticus, dynamic principle that really operates through all of these early books in the Old Testament, and that is the pictures in the Old Testament are all pictures of Christ, the positive pictures. And in this case, of course, we're going to see the children of Israel occupied fully with two things primarily, the Ark of the Testimony, really our Christ, hallelujah, and the tabernacle, an enlarged testimony of Christ. Marvelous. Here's Witness Lee once more. What is the central thought of this book of Numbers? Well, in this book, Christ is revealed, number one, as the meaning of life of God's people. You look at uh, the Israelites, about two million people. They have been uh, in the wilderness for 40 years. What they were doing there? They were busy with one thing. With what one thing? With that ark of God's testimony. And that ark was the center of the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was also called the tabernacle of God's testimony. Day by day, for 40 years, 2 million people were working just for keeping that ark with a tabernacle. And that ark with the tabernacle was the meaning of the life of the Israelites. If there was no such an ark, the people of Israel didn't have any meaning in their life. Then number two, this Christ, as the meaning of life of God's people, is God's testimony. The law was put into the ark, so the ark was called the ark of testimony. The law of the Old Testament gives us a full portrait of Christ. Because it tells us what can God, our God, is. Christ was not only the meaning of life of God's people, but also he was the testimony of God's people. Not only so, but also the center. If you look at the way of camping of the twelve tribes in the wilderness, you could see the ark with the law inside as the testimony was the very center. So they took Christ as the meaning of life and as their testimony and as their center. And this tells us today, as a church, we should take Christ as our meaning of life. And we should take Christ as our testimony. And we should take Christ as our center. Well, Dick, as I said, this is a 
marvelous picture, isn't it? It really is. Here are God's people occupied for 40 years with just one thing, this Ark of the Testimony with the tabernacle, in the tabernacle. How did this all-consuming occupation, Dick, of the Israelites show to us that we need to take Christ as the meaning of our life, as our testimony, and as our center? Yeah, Chris, this is a marvelous picture because just like our brother Lee mentioned, here's two million people. All they did was take care of the ark. That indicates that had to be the meaning of their life. If they left the ark, there was no meaning. The ark, referring to Christ himself, is the meaning of our life. Just like a glove is formed in the image of a hand, without a hand, that glove has no meaning. So without Christ, we have no meaning in our life. Christ is the substance, the meaning, and reality of our life. We also see Christ is our real testimony, just like the law was inside the ark. And that law was just a portrait to show us what Christ is really like. Mm -hmm. Likewise, this Christ, who is the testimony of God, is now in us, making us the tabernacle of the testimony. Just because the tabernacle contained the ark of the testimony, the tabernacle became the tabernacle of the testimony. Now we contain Christ, who is God's testimony, making us the testimony of Christ. And thirdly, we see Christ is the center. Without Christ, we have no center. And just as the tribes camped around the ark, it was perfect right there in the center. Our whole life should be a camping life. As Christians, we should be camping around Christ. Uh Christ is our center, Christ is our testimony, and Christ is the meaning of our life. Without Christ, you have nothing. With Christ, you have everything. Everything. Dick, this type of camping, this use of this term really is appropriate here because the, the tabernacle, of course, was a kind of tent. Another definition of the word tabernacle is tent. And it was portable and it was movable. It never stayed in one place for too long. So God's people became very accustomed to packing up and moving with God. Amen. Right? (laughs) Uh, Following his leading, and he had his ways to lead them all the time in the wilderness. And here they were, but they were always caring for the testimony of God with them. Amen. Let me read a couple of verses. It says in chapter 10, verse 33, So they set out from the mountain of Jehovah three days' journey with the Ark of the Covenant of Jehovah, setting out before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. And the cloud of Jehovah was over them by day when they set out from the camp. And when the ark set out, Moses said, Rise up, O Jehovah, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it came to rest, he said, Return, O Jehovah, to the ten thousands of the thousands of Israel. What a picture, Dick. What a picture. This needs to be our living. Amen. Here's Witness Lee once more. In this book, the book that reveals Christ, tells us Christ in this book is not a staying one, but moving one, acting one, proceeding one, always proceeded onward. In his proceeding, he is our leader. He took the lead. And he is also our Way to take the lead is to go away. What is the way? The way is Christ Himself. Christ is our leader, Christ is our way, and Christ is also our goal. Now, we are taking Christ as our leader. We are following Him, and He's leading us to go on His way toward His goal. 
and his goal is just himself, just like the way himself, and the leadership himself. This is why he told us he was not only life to us, but also the way. We have him, we have life. We have the meaning of life. And we have testimony. And we have a center. When we have him, we have him as our leader, as the way, and as the goal. In which book? In the New Testament, you can see Christ is the meaning of life to us. Christ is our testimony for God, and Christ is the center, and Christ is our leader. Christ is the way. Christ is the goal. You have some verses, but not so complete, not so much in detail. Christ is so much. For what? For their journey and fighting. Christ is the meaning of life, testimony, center, leader, the way. And the goal for Israelites to proceed on and fight. Amen. See, otherwise, there's no way for God to get a ground on this earth to build up his kingdom with his house. And this kingdom and this house eventually consummate in the new Jerusalem. Amen. The new Jerusalem will be a consummation of God's kingdom and God's house. By this you can see the entire Bible shows us the same one thing. That is, God's intention to have a people form into an army to take Christ as the meaning of life, as the testimony, as the center, as the leader, as the way, and as the goal to proceed on and fight for God to get a ground on this earth with a people that God could build up his kingdom and his house, which eventually will consummate in the new Jerusalem. This is the Bible. I just present you this much. Wow, Dick, this is the Bible. Wow, this is the Bible. Dick, it's the New Testament Gospel of John that comes right out and says that Christ is the way. All Christians know this verse. They quote it. But I'm going to borrow from him. If we really check, how many of us really know what it means to have Christ as our way and our leader and our goal? In the physical realm, you can't even imagine this. But this is something in the spiritual realm, in the realm of reality, where the very leader can also be your way and also be your goal. Isn't that good? In God's economy, there's not matters and things that are the focus, but Christ himself. He's the leader. He's the way, he's the goal. So the whole Bible just says one thing. God wants a group of people that are formed into an army, taking Christ as the meaning of their life, their testimony, their center, their leader, their way, their goal, their everything. To gain the ground as a group of people, to establish God's kingdom on this earth and to build up his house. And this will consummate in the new Jerusalem. Like our brother said, this is the Bible. So what we need is to experience Christ for God's eternal intention. Dick, it's good to keep in mind as we talk about this picture here of the children of Israel in the wilderness, fully occupied, as we saw with the Ark of the Testimony and the Tabernacle, 
following their leader, taking him as their way. There was a goal. There was a destiny. Ultimately, they arrived into the good land, right? Amen. They obtained and they fought and took the good land. They got that ground. And then they built a temple. Right. And they built the city. Which really represents the city. And here we are today in the church. And our job is to be formed into an army, to take Christ as our leader, as our way, as our goal, to fight with him, to take the land, and to be built up into his city so that he can come back. Amen. Dick, a good start. I uh, I love these Old Testament books, the way they're opened up in this uh, ministry of this life study. Oh, surely. So we have uh, many weeks ahead of enjoyment, enlightenment, and uh, you'll be here and part of it for uh, a good many of these, I trust. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Dick. We will uh, leave you with our toll-free number as we conclude this first program in the Life Study of Numbers. We invite you to contact us. There's plenty of time to get the printed volumes that accompany this Life Study so you can be doing your own study at your own pace and get into the detail and the depths of this book. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee spent seven decades in the 20th century speaking Christ, first in Asia and then North America, eventually all over the world. The culmination of those 70 years of ministry was his Life Study of the Bible, an exhaustive exposition of the entire scriptures. This unique commentary focuses on how Christ can be life to man in an experiential and practical way. These programs encapsulate Witnessly speaking in just 26 minutes. But to get the complete riches, visit lifestudy.com. From there you can read all of the Life Study messages in their entirety or download any of our more than 1,700 audio programs at no cost. Again, that website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.